welcome to Box Fort. I'm Aludra and I'm here with Ben and we have the best Box Fort you've ever seen. All this all this time at home has just made it better. Ben, Ben, tell him, tell him about some of these great additions that we have we've put in. I'm just really glad that you aren't the one programming bombs on TV shows and stuff because that countdown ended at like three. And if it was a TV mm-hmm. show of some sort of dramatic, uh, you know, thing going on, the bomb would have blown up because no, usually no. they stop at one, but you're all like three. Hello. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't expect that. This is a twist. I'm just going to start calling you M. Night Aludrashtalalan. I'm not going to do that because that's really hard to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but... And it's annoying. uh, I will say that my panic room in my box fort is actually all set up and everything, as well as the Mm -hmm. secret passage that actually goes down into the theater room. I'm really psyched about that Mm because you do the total, like... Uh, 1960s Batman, you know, the bus lift up, push the button, the the bookcase slides over, and then there's the cardboard poles going down to the basement. Mm-hmm. And very it's sturdy. Great. You'd you'd think these old recycled uh Christmas paper things would be, but no, we got those sturdy ones, mm-hmm. the ones you could really thwack your brother upside oh, the head with, and 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 it makes a great sound, and it only bends a little. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, as long as you have uh-huh. enough of them going, you know, from the the third floor all the way down to the basement. Yeah. It works really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, we really need to figure out uh, the pulley system for the elevator because it keeps snapping. Uh, that way we yeah. don't have to take the, 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 you know, go all the way up to the third floor and then take the, the poles all the way down. Yeah. Yeah, and the stairs are kind of not great. Yeah, I'm not a fan of stairs. Me either. They're not great. I mean, that's why we have the stairs going up and slides going down to the other floors. Exactly. Exactly. Anyways, yeah, this box board is great. Yes, it is. And you're all welcome. So, Ben, oh, man, seriously, (laughs) besides my county prowess throwing you off, how are you? Uh, You know, doing okay. Doing okay. Um, No one wants to hear about my problems, but I'm going to tell them anyway. So July was going to be a fantastic month. Because it's three paycheck mm-hmm. July. You know how that happens when you're paid yeah. bi-weekly, how that yeah. happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was super excited. My sister's birthday is this month. So like automatically yeah. it's like, yeah, some extra money. I could, you know, do something really nice for her because she's she's a great sister. And then um, and she's a great person in general. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and then as I was going to go pick up my my cashier's check from the bank so I could pay my rent because the apartment complex yeah. has different owners again. Um, the air conditioner in my car just instantly no cold. And I live in Phoenix. I can't have that. Yeah, you really can't. I mean, here in California, I got by for two, three years like that. It, they were not fun years. though. So. Yeah. Well, considering the past few years, things have been heating up too. not not fun. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the repaycheck July has turned into hey, pay for this really expensive fix on your car and then some. So, mm-hmm. bummer. But... Ah, oh, Ben, that is, that's lame. The thing is, though, I'm not complaining too much because I am uh, actually been turned into permanent work from home going forward, so I'm pretty happy about oh, that. Oh, look at that. I know. That is nice. 
That's so much drive time that you get back in your life. And money that I don't have to pay on gas. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. super excited about that. Um, Plus, you know, the car is still running. So it's, you know, Mm -hmm. it could have been a lot worse. I could have, like, needed to buy a new car or something like that, which, like, thank goodness I don't need to do that. So, and at least it happened this month and not next month or which would or be last normal month. to paycheck, mm-hmm. <laughs> paycheck month, which would be worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it could have been worse. It's one of those things where it's like, ah, it sucks that it happened, but whatever. Could have been worse. So, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, so that's, you know, kind of the, the, the how do you do of normalcy that's going on in my life right now. But, um, I mean, other than that, things aren't aren't bad. I'm actually, uh, you know, kind of in, in enjoying a a middle ground of life, if you will. Yeah, that's got stuff cool. on both sides. So just kind of trying to coast through it all. Uh, how about yeah. you? How, how's things? How's life? Well, if our listeners can hear, Ben says he can't, but I totally can. There might be a bit of an echo, echo because echo. I am. <laughs> I am am recording from an undisclosed location where some smart person asked me to pet sit for them. Yay! Hey, you know, it, it, John, who are you gonna ask? It's in Honestly, your Twitter name. Eluder's pet. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm watching two dogs and a cat, and Ooh. it came out funny, and I don't know why. It's but because it's a fancy cat yet. It must be. <laughs> Two dogs and a very skittish cat, and it has been, you know, you forget how much, when you dream about having a dog, you kind of forget how much work goes into it. Yeah. Like, the schedules you need to keep with them. But, you know, it's been really, really fun. I get to pet a dog every day, and then there's another one I can pet, too. And it's it's really great. The only, the only real hiccup is uh, we were watching them on the 4th. They are not fans of the world ending for no apparent reason. Go figure. I mean, the poor yeah. things. We did what we could to get them through it, but uh, the day before, they were cranky a bit, and then that happened. And now they're like, maybe we shouldn't be cranky anymore. And I'm like, well, I, you can be cranky. It's just the well, world won't explode if you're cranky. I mean, the thing is, is that at least like that time is over and mm-hmm. like a lot of people who don't have pets don't understand how much of a a bummer it is to, you know, cats and dogs and loud noises and stuff. It 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 causes issues and it's a real yeah. big bummer, especially well, if they're all like, hey, you know what? Fourth of July is on Sunday. I'm going to do fireworks every night starting with Thursday because I want to. Yeah, yeah, yes. Last year was just murder for that. And I could hear our neighbor's dogs freaking out. And it's Mm -hmm. like, what do you do? To them, that is a very dangerous threat. And it was so nuts here on the Fourth of July. Ben, it was so nuts. I've never seen as many fireworks in one place in my life and i've been to disneyland (laughs) i've seen phantasmic okay this was this this was bad like ground fireworks are legal Mm -hmm. but but that's not what they were doing there were sky flowers everywhere yeah and it wasn't one or two it was an insane amount now 
I'm really grateful for this because it seems that all the neighbors were trying to one up each other with their magical <laughs> displays. So it seems, knock on wood, guys, but it seems that they they wore out their entire supplies on the fourth. But we're talking six solid hours of fireworks. Oh my god! Nonstop. You closed your eyes, and it sounded like a battle was going on. There was just that much. There was no pause. There was nothing for it. It was just strap in. Now we were watching them for like two hours, and we're like, okay. That's enough fireworks for us, even yeah. though it just it just kept going. It's <laughs> the sun didn't even set all the way. And people are light, and I'm like, you can't see them. Okay, waste your money. What do I care? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, they set off those sky flowers. Well, I bought these sky flowers. And it's like they were trying to one up each other. And and down at the end of the road, way far away, there was a high school, and I could see their sky flowers, you know, because the city said they could have them. Yeah. It's like they were competing with the high school show <laughs> and it was like what are you doing yeah some people just don't seem to understand and i get it there are some people who are like super patriotic you know mm -hmm. good for you as long as you're not hurting We're anybody outside. we can see our families again yay let's blow stuff up yeah but the, the big yeah, I thing is myself. i know i, I appreciate that the The big thing is though is that like if southern california is anything like arizona it's been super dry so i always have oh. that sort of paranoia oh, going on and stuff too me too me too i i'm just grateful that in my my apartment complex where i live uh they know that the the management would kick them out immediately mm -hmm. like immediately so nobody even tries it in the complex yeah but. and luckily we didn't have any issues like we did last year where someone was mm -hmm. right outside the gate and shooting shooting them into the air so that i could hear bits of it landing on top of the third story and stuff like that so oh my gosh that's oh yeah. so nuts i that's the the time where i totally went out and totally went off on some 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 youths because i'm an old man and mm -hmm. they're they're on my lawn, my uh, what do you call it? My lawn. Um, yeah. So luckily, it's one of those things. It's just like they didn't do it this year. I'm happy about that. There weren't any mm -hmm. that were like super close. I mean, there were some like ground shooty, not like up into the air, but like you know, set a big yeah. thing on the ground and sparks just erupt out of it. Um, mm -hmm. Those are fun too. They're real nice. Yeah. People were trying to drive down this road, and it sounded like bombs were going off yeah. around them. Car alarms kept being tripped because, well, people in their backyards don't own the proper mortars to properly launch a sky flower. Yep. It can be a bit of a problem when they're barely clearing the two-story roofs. <laughs> That's such a bad thing. It is a terrible thing, and it was just nonstop. Yeah. But, um, okay, so... If you're good to move forward, I've got a pretty decent yeah. segue. Of course, I just announced it, so it's not good anymore. But speaking of war zones, mm -hmm. uh, I did the final push to the end of Mass Effect. Uh, well, Mass ben. Effect 3, I should say. Yeah, you beat Mass Effect 3 for the... I don't know, probably fourth at least, maybe fifth time. At least time. fourth time. Yeah. But, but it's okay, because you... you 
posted a picture of Space Hamster on Twitter, <laughs> and Space Hamster is my bud. Yeah, exactly. From when I when I watch you stream Mass Effect. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't catch all those streams, so I kind of don't really oh, it's know. It's all what's on going YouTube. On. It's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. But I should really look those up again. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. That's from a long time ago. It's my my Renegade playthrough. This one was my. Hey, you know what? I haven't played this game how I super duper wants. You know, without like exploring different paths and all that stuff. So I'm like, mm-hmm. this is going to be the Your the, the penultimate food? comfort. I need yeah. this right now. Escape kind of game. Oh, and bad. so, like, we I've already talked about kind of going through one and two again. Um, mm-hmm. So three, I it, it's been a long time since I've done three. You know, since I I had that stream, just like with the other two, yeah. of course. And I gotta say, I still like the entire series holds up for me which I'm so happy about because there is always that possibility that, Oh yeah, I played this a few years back and then it was great. And then you play it again. And you're like, Oh geez. Yeah. Yeah. Some of that humor that was in nineties movies and stuff. And, <laughs> and you're like, Oh yeah. Like gosh. for some reason for me, Ace Ventura doesn't really hold up. Dumb and dumber does Gee, though. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why Ace Ventura wouldn't hold up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's funny because so much of a few decades ago, n- not 10 years ago, not none. Oh, God. <laughs> but <laughs> all of that humor was like push the envelope really, really far. And then you just look back and like you were just trying to hurt people. Yeah. That's funny. all you were trying to do. It wasn't funny. You were just you were just being mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whereas <laughs> Dumb and Dumber is OK because they were just stupid on themselves and it was OK. Yep. They but- only hurt each other really and themselves and i i can i can really get behind that but terrible people being terrible is a current like film and tv genre and i can't get behind it it. i can't and and then they win sometimes and you're like no i don't in my fake realities terrible people always get horrible consequences and learn or or suffer exactly that's how the world needs to be but Shepard, the protagonist of Mass Effect, uh, yes. depending on how you play her, because Fem Shep, Best Shep, um, she's pretty dope. Gotta say that. Mm-hmm. Even if she's a complete ruthless, uh, horrible person, she's still kind of pretty dope. Although, yep. I, I just not a fan of playing through Renegade. I just, I have a hard time doing that. But anyway, doing so. Doing bad things makes you feel bad. Yes. It's, it's pretty simple, you know, if you look at it that way. Very true. Uh, but. The, so the neat thing is on this playthrough, I did everything I could to like visit every single planet in every single system. So I did that in the first one. I, I did every single side mission I could like did, did everything. Mass Effect 2 comes along. I actually went in and I scanned every single planet like I didn't actually mine Ooh. for minerals and stuff on everything. But, but I think you, I think I mentioned it. Yeah. And I found new quests that I've never done before. So I was like, <laughs> that's so amazing. No. It was really cool. Uh, like I said, I think I talked about it maybe on the last episode, but uh, so I won't rehash that. But then in Mass Effect 3, I went ahead and I did the same deal where it's you do a quick scan of like um, a solar system, like a thing will ping for like, hey, it's a thing. And there's this mechanic where if you like if you, go, you know, send out your little pings to find stuff, Reapers can invade the system. So it's like you go ping and then bing, 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 bing. And then you do it enough and then they just show up and then they chase you around the system. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I went ahead. I 100%ed every system. First time I've ever done that as well. 
Oh man, Ben! And I'm just—you were blowing off that that three paycheck uh, July <laughs> stress, pretty much. Um, but I went through. You know, I—I I, this is the first time that I've gone through, and I really tried to vary up like who I took with me on missions. Um, Mass Effect One, it doesn't really—it's it, not a whole huge like you know variety. But starting with two, when you have such a huge crew. Uh, like different interactions could mean something depending on the mission that you go on. Some people will add extra commentary or different things that that'll happen. And the first time ever did this, did this in three where I've, I've really kind of picked and choose and, and used everybody multiple times. Cause usually, yeah, I, I like Garrison Liara. They're great. I usually mm-hmm. take them everywhere. <laughs> yeah. They're um, your bros. Yeah. But this time I, I really used everyone, even Caden who I do not like. Uh, but like taking him on certain missions and stuff added some unique content that I never experienced before. And, you know, just seeing things from different views and some of the stuff that happens in, in some instances is just hysterical based on who you bring for things. And I mean, it's pretty great. I, I really enjoyed this playthrough. So then the, my, okay. My, it's a, you know, it's a very old game. So it, the parts where my two favorite characters do die, well, actually, mm-hmm. my, I would say my top three characters die in this game, which really sucks. But like oh, all, of them, all of them do it for good reasons, good causes and, and stuff. And like, I, of course, I totally cried when all of them died. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things where I'm like, they're making the galaxy a better place and like Mm -hmm. the messaging and stuff from mass effect three is so much more about like coexistence and like what is like life and sentience and stuff. And it's a really cool message. And it's funny because uh, old man Franks and I talked kind of a little bit over Twitter uh, because his wife had just finished the game again. He's like, Oh yeah, didn't like the ending. And I'm totally paraphrasing and I'm probably putting words in his mouth. It's like, I think it was a bad ending because of this. And, you know, after playing through like the Leviathan DLC again, going through the final conversations of the game and all that stuff and experiencing the full story of it, I still go with the fact that the Mass Effect three endings make sense for what you choose and what you do. And I'm, I'm a big fan of them. So that's cool. I'm sticking to that. And all right. As soon as you you get to back to Earth in that game, it is a war zone. Hence the popping, popping of fireworks going on as I'm going through and playing certain things, and I'm just like, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, love that game so much. I yeah, I I love it. And then Andromeda well, came I'm out. Really and I'm like, I'm not that playing. You that. got to yeah. I'm I'm really excited that you got to experience so much new things. Mm-hmm. You know, so so many new things. Yeah, and the fact that it was just series. more than just, hey, here's a different dialogue choice. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it was really cool. Like there's certain things that you can do that logically don't make sense that have some of the funniest results. Like there's this mission where you have to to stop a, a Geth uh, AA gun from shooting at shuttles and stuff. So then if you have Tally and James with you, uh, one of them has to turn off the gun. And so you can send either the meathead soldier guy who doesn't really know anything to go, you know, work with this computer thing or the totally tech savvy person to go and take care of it. If you send James over, he kind of looks at you and he's like, 
okay. And walks over. He's like, I guess we'll just start pulling wires or something. And then he kicks the machine as you're like defending it uh, from, you know, all these things that are trying to stop you. And it's like little things and touches like that just like yeah. make it so much fun. So yeah, good stuff. That sounds like real good stuff. Oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah, I <laughs> do. I do love those games so much. It reminds me of Fallout 4. I, I'd always go around with one or two and I'm like, you know what? I should take one of the other ones. So I so I started going around with the super mutant named Strong. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, that might be Fallout 3. I don't know. It's Fallout. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm going around with Strong and I'd like hack a computer and he's like all mad at me for hacking a computer. I'm like, dude. You can glare at that door all you want. There is no other way to get in there, man. You you being mad at me, but I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the only thing there is to do here. We cannot move forward physically unless we tippy tap. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, be, yeah. So it's like but yeah, he'd say some really funny random stuff. And <laughs> then when you're like interrogating stuff, he'd like butt in and he's looking for like the milk of human kindness and mm-hmm. it's like dude dude do you know that's just like it, it it's it's hyperbole it doesn't exist <laughs> kindness does not create milk but that is what he's looking for a literal liquid that is human kindness distilled it's like okay man yeah you have fun with that so much um, oh, just another thing about Mass Effect as well. And, you know, yeah, I will stop eventually because I know I can go on forever about this. But um, just really playing a straight shot one through three is mm-hmm. so great because you see how the decisions from one and two just really affect the entire story about how it goes through. And it's again, it, it's like a master work in, in storytelling and craftsmanship and all the different diverging paths and all the different things that could have happened and stuff really play out and you know mean a whole lot like uh going back to a lot of hate for the original ending that you know people just totally tore bioware a new one for last time mm-hmm. uh, you know when it originally came out is they don't get that so much of three is the culmination of all of those choices it's not that those choices affect the every single outcome because you know, they would have to make 27, 30 different outcomes based off of every single no, little I choice. I think that's what they expected. Yeah. This isn't don't do anything the game. This is do everything the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then when it comes down to really four big choices at the end, all of them matter and really affect the galaxy as a whole after that. And I don't think that mm-hmm. people really understand or, or, or get that that's a big part of it i think they wanted i think what they wanted is something just more immediate you know something Mm -hmm. more you know not not the culmination of three games because oh i lost that system or i deleted my save and now there's no data for that you know i mean these things didn't come out one year after the next there was definitely not yeah so i mean to see it with the long version vision like you have you'd have to have it on the pc and a lot of console players kind of don't have that luxury mm-hmm. of space and time and all of that to reinvest in it. So yeah, it can be easy to see how they might be short-sighted, but they could only have the data from just the last game. Mm-hmm. And it could not, it could be through no fault of their own. Yeah. So Plus, I know that it, and it was 
kind of a really bad job on EA's front too. Back when it was released, it was basically released as, hey, here's this new shooter. You should play it. Uh, no, mm-hmm. it's an RPG that's the third in a huge storytelling arc. Yeah. So it, yeah, it it was not really marketed in the way that just, would bring in a bunch of people. Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shooters are, are where it's at. So we'll just say it's a shooter instead yeah. of. I mean, they tacked on a the multiplayer massive story. Yeah, yeah, a multiplayer component was tacked on, which I mean, it was kind of cool. I didn't really engage in it a whole lot, but eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, but it was there. It existed. Yes. But uh, anyways, yes. So, ta-da! Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Love that game again. Um, I. I can't play through Mass Effect Andromeda again, so I'm not doing yeah. that. But yeah, I'm I'm glad to kind of be at the end of it, but I'm also sad because it it is such a a good point of video gaming. Yeah, but Ben, look at it this way: now, the next time you play it through, you can take even different people. Oh, I know. I'm looking forward on, to it. on the missions again, and and I'm so gonna make the worst something. decisions next time. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. I hope you save some of them and share them. Oh, totally. Totally. Okay. Uh, so what about you? What have you been up to? What have you been playing? Well, I haven't been playing an old game. I got a new game because there's a Steam sale going yes, on. There is. and And there's a lot of new game talk. I actually didn't buy this game. It was a gift. But anyways, it's during the Steam sale and I got the DLC for cheap. So I've been playing a little game called... Graveyard Keeper. Ooh. Now, Ben, it's no secret I like those farming games where you dig in the dirt <laughs> and you're like, Tim, I am one with nature. Look at me, a computer. Why, what would such a strange device even be in my country ways? And, uh, you know, just yeah, high fantasy going on there because I couldn't live without technology. Mm-hmm. So, it this one caught my eye because it was, uh, it's like Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley, if anybody knows those games, where you're farming and stuff, but the the additional catch is, is you're also, well, first you're dead, so you're, that makes you're a like difference. freaking out, yeah, and then second, you're also in charge of the local graveyard. Why? Because that's where you woke up after dying. So everybody's like, the, the graveyard keeper is here. Huzzah! We finally have a new one. And he's like, yeah, I'd like to get back home. I live in the real world where this, this, and this is going on. You know, I have a girlfriend. I'd like to be there. And everybody's like, what is this nonsense you are spouting? Oh, poor graveyard keeper must be muddled. <laughs> So, so like, okay, that that makes me think of um, what was it? Which Animal Crossing was it? Where you get off the train and you're like, oh, you must be the mayor because you got off the train. Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> gee, that was the one just before the one we've been playing. New Leaf. Yes, a new leaf. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. where you're making all the laws and stuff. Uh, you know. Shops close early. Shops close late. The weeds are outlawed, so pick them if they're <laughs> in your lawn area. Yeah. I rule with an iron fist. Not really. Isabel does all the work. Yeah, but now it's just a graveyard. Mm-hmm. But now, okay, so what? 
Another thing I noticed almost immediately firing up the game is their skill trees. And a few of them were blank, like just blank. Mm-hmm. Nothing in it. So like chopping down a tree would earn your red points because you're using your strength. And then like gardening or cooking would earn your green points because it's like, I don't know, nurturing the land or whatever. And uh so I'm like, oh, and then there's the secret blue points, which I couldn't get a hold of. So, so you don't, but it doesn't matter early in the game because you're just, everything costs those two points. But then it's like, gets to a point where you're like, hey, I want to learn stuff because you can study every item in the game. Has an option for you to like study it and earn extra points to yeah. buy more things. And, you know, you want to, you know, it starts with five or ten blue points. And you're like, well, maybe I'd like to be a beekeeper. The secret is, is you don't actually want to be a beekeeper because making a single apiary has taken me over a hundred days and I still don't have all the required materials because you need 10 bees and money in this game is scarce, but I am getting a point. <laughs> no, no, I am so. actually interesting or interested about your aviary needs. Well, you've got to build a one beehive. You have to have 10 bees. So. This is this is this is how the game works. It's seriously how it works. So you're like, oh, I'm going to need ten bees because I got the points to unlock beekeeping, and I would like bees so I can make cake because cake is the best item in the game. So then you get all the honey, and they don't sting you, and you're like, yes, no stinging. And it's like, no, you need ten bees to build a beehive. So then you have to unlock the skill. Well, where do you get the bees? That allows. That's what I'm just saying. Okay. You gotta unlock the skill that allows you to collect bees, moths, and butterflies. <laughs> then, when you collect wild honey, you have a chance of collecting a bee as well. I have to date six. Okay. Now, you could walk over to the bee farmer in town and go, hey, Sell me some bees. And he will go, yes, they are 20 copper each. And that is when you slam your sword under the ground. Because there's a dungeon here, but not here, here. And you go, 20 copper highway robbery. Because 20 (laughs) copper is a king's ransom for a single bee. Because money is also something that is not... It's a bartering system in this town, mostly. And so when <laughs> when you go into town and you're like, hey, I want to sell some stuff. Everybody's like, you, first, you have to. This is the one place where the game kind of falls a little flat. First, you have to find a vendor who deals in what you're trying to sell. <laughs> and even then, nobody's interested in your 900 hemp broke. OK, because you make you grow hemp and you make rope it a work. Uh, the church basement workbench. Of course. And that'll give you that'll give you three blue points a piece. And you're like, oh my gosh. And then you just make a bunch of rope because that's what you want to do well, with your life. I mean, now. that's the only place that you can actually, you know, have the hemp because, you know, they're they're paying the the cops so that uh, you know, they don't get busted. Because otherwise you're gonna get mm-hmm. busted for, you know, things that go along with hemp. So I mean heresy. it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. It's heresy in this game. If it's if it's illegal or something, it's it's not that you broke the king's law. It's that you broke the church's law. Heresy, you're a witch. Let's burn you. Pretty much. Now, 
saying this is a, you know, that all sounds really convoluted. And sometimes it can be like, oh my God. But at the same time, I'm like, holy cow. This is, this is so, you're just so used to a game giving you a quest. And it's like, oh, okay, I'll go do that then really quick. Oh, you need five glass jars? Well, sure, let me just go get five glass jars for you. The vendors have a very limited amount of money. So even if you find somebody who wants your thing, they might not be able to buy your whole stock. And they don't, like, refill it the next day. It's not like the money appears from nowhere. Yeah. So you got to, like, wait. And eventually their money stocks will restore. And it's really crazy. And what I find about it is it's not like, oh, my God, it's not a chore. It's really engrossing. I'm in there. I'm like, oh, yes, I can finally catch bees, butterflies, and moths. So not only can I get bees when I'm getting honey, but I can use moths to go fishing because there's a fishing and a fishing tree. There's a tree for everything, I swear. (laughs) There's a fishing tree where you can go and you can, you know, you catch fish and you get to learn fishing and then you can sell the fish to the guy at the graveyard or at the lighthouse or you can use your fish in cooking. And sometimes somebody will be like, I would like you to bring me five silver quality fish fillets and you're like oh gosh it's gonna be so hard i'm gonna need to upgrade my fishing pole (laughs) (laughs) so what you're telling me is is that this is open world barter system 1600s grave keeping it's actually very closed world. It's very small. But the fact that there's like this guy out there who's screaming about burning witches and <laughs> I have a zombie. I have a zombie in my front yard doing my gardening for me so that I can make a bunch of flour and then then the seed vendor will like me enough so that I could buy pumpkin seeds. It, it sounds really old RuneScape, but it's not. And I'm having so much fun with the variety of things to do. Yeah. There, there's money doesn't repl- replenish very quickly, but you know what does? Those dang trees growing in on my property. But it's great because I need that wood because I need to use it to make wood boards and firewood and all this good stuff and improve my house, my church, my workbenches, make different workbenches. Like I've got an anvil, a forge, a table saw, a sawhorse. And a stone cutting station. And they all do very specialized things. And I love that little touch. Because there's nothing as fun as in World of Warcraft as walking next to an anvil and rubbing your hands together and getting (laughs) a sword, you know? Yeah. No, I totally get that. Or making that same motion and, and getting food. I feel like I'm actually kind of trapped in this community and I'm trying to get home <laughs> and and they just don't understand what my problem is because this is all they know for some reason. Yeah, I mean, makes sense to me. If mm-hmm. you if you've been in that environment the entire time, obviously uh, a B is twenty copper. That that's uh you know, they're rare to find. Obviously, otherwise they would just be robbery. growing on flowers or something. Yeah, yeah, I see. It's just you got to find wild honey and then the bees don't make enough honey to do it the next day. So, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, but you're so busy doing other things that by the time you get back around to the bees, it's like everything's finally rebuilt itself. And so it's like overall, though, it's offering you enough to do that you're able to mm -hmm. kind of 
you know, balance all these spinning plates. Oh, definitely. And, and I mean, it, I, I do have to ask because this is with me specifically something that um, I've grown very aware of in my gameplay time. Mm-hmm. But you are enjoying it and having fun, though, right? Yes, I am. I, I actually really am. Uh, I, I get you work so hard for these goals, like the ability to finally catch the bees yourself. And you're like, mm-hmm. yes, OK, I am this much. I'm this much closer to being able to be a cake factory, you know, <laughs> and then take that rich vent snooty vendor guy who turns his nose at me. I will have delicious cakes and the cakes give you a special buff that when you study at your work table, you get extra points. So those rare blue points I was talking about, you get more when you eat a cake. Oh, of course. So, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's a very valuable item and it's sought after because a lot of, of work goes into it. And I, at first I thought it might be a slog, but I'm actually getting real enjoyment out of That's these good. Long-term goals. I have uh, made connections with the underworld and gotten some illegal, <laughs> illicit goods. I have. Uh, Can you get killer bees and then send them after the other bees, and then you'll be only the only source <laughs> of honey in town? No, I wouldn't want to do that, honestly, because I need, <laughs> I need to make a living too. But uh, well, no, then no they come killer work bees. For you. <laughs> But there, there is a dungeon, and in that dungeon, there were some, like, killer flies who came after me, and I was like, what is your deal? So I'm like, I'm killing. And, <laughs> and every time I killed a fly, it dropped a really rare item. And I was like, what are you doing, you dumb flies? This is amazing. How are you getting such rare items? And and yeah, I've got a rainbow of multicolored sands now to use in my alchemy, which is they're really hard to get a hold of and they take a lot of work. Or you can go and kill some flies and get a bunch. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, so, and you think that, you know, being kind of undeadish that they'd be attracted to you. Yeah, probably. That's, they actually do fly at me when they catch sight of me. So. Well, there you go. So therefore, yeah. you are an attractant to your own rare item money making. Congratulations. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. I walked into a trap, actually, in front of the underworld guy. Oh, yeah? And, and he was so upset about this because... I walk into a trap and I caught on fire and died. And for the rest of the game, like literally every time I walk by that trap, there's my bones right there. <laughs> and but then I woke up in my bed and I was like, what? And then I checked my inventory. I have everything in my inventory. I'm at full health and all of my energy is restored. I go back down there and he's like, what? How are you alive? And your character goes, I don't know. I just woke up in my bed. He's like, Great. The graveyard keeper is immortal. I'll have to keep <laughs> that in mind for the future. He's like, sorry, I didn't know I was immortal. He's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, poor you. What poor what problems you have. Yeah. So now sometimes I'll just die in the dungeon and let it teleport me back to my room. It's like, oh no, it's a short walk back to the dungeon. <laughs> yeah, not a bad thing. Well, it sounds like it's pretty cool. I'm glad you're really enjoying it. 
Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those games where it's really satisfying to check off the boxes, mm-hmm. you know, because it takes so much work. But it's not like Dark Souls where it's so hard. It's kind of yeah. soul crushing in a way. And oh, you're I just like, oh, no, man. OK, so I have a really cool uh, challenging game that mm-hmm. that uh, Nevermore and I just started playing last night. Is it overcooked? Because I hate that game. I cannot do Overcooked. It stresses me out way too much. It stresses me out so much (laughs) just to watch it. I I was supporting your lovely, your lovely Nevermore, Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to watch that game, and I was like, I'm having stress moments (laughs) watching it, and and I own both of them. Oh yeah, I just won't play. Yeah, same here. Uh, But no, it is actually it's a newish game. It came out uh, I don't know maybe a month or two ago or something like that. Um, It's called It Takes Two. And uh, we yes, had yes, yes. the most fun with it last night. It was amazing. So without going deep into the story here, um, basically mm-hmm. you are a couple who uh, has a kid and through magic, um, you basically turn into these kid the kids dolls and you kind of have to make your way and, and get back to the kid so that she can, you know, take the, the spell off of you or whatever. And, you're you're these you know little figures and it starts off with you like in in the storage shed and you're kind of working your way through and you have to you know really i mean the the, it's in the title it takes two you have to work together to solve all these different puzzles and 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 things to kind of well by puzzles not like mist or something like that but it's like okay well um sack boy yeah it's like sack boy yeah exactly stuff kind of like that so like she she had a uh, a hammer that she could use and I had nails that I can throw at things. And between the two of us, we had to figure out how to get from like point A to point B where like she would like smack something, which would throw me up over here or something. And then, um, or she would smack something else, which would turn something. And then I throw a nail into it to, to have it stay in place. And I mean, it is the cutest game. The, 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 they're handmade dolls that the kid made. So like the, the mom is, uh, like a yarn doll, essentially the dad's made of clay and has like, you know, little t- twigs sticking out of his head and stuff. It's absolutely adorable. And like, as you're going through and doing stuff, like everything is uh, anthropomorphic or that's not the wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anthropomorphic. So like you have to fight a vacuum cleaner and it's just like pissed off at you because um, it, it broke and it didn't get fixed. So it's been stuck in the storage shed this all the time. And then it finds out that you got a replacement vacuum and it's pissed. So it's trying to like, you know, yeah. like, like get you and stuff. And oh, that's very the brave little toaster of the game. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and so last night we played for the first wait. time. And oh, whoa, 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 wait, wait, just, just let me, just let me have just a small moment in you. Okay. You never saw the childhood trauma. No, I never more actually told me toaster. a bunch about it. I haven't seen it and it's not on Disney plus they have like brave little toaster goes to Mars and brave little because toaster. because those ones else. aren't horrifyingly child scarring. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I've heard they that are, it's, it's bad. It's, it's crazy. Like I tried to watch it with my kids when I was like, well, I remember this, this was kind of fun and I'm watching <laughs> this with my minions 
terrified that A, I turned this on and B, I didn't remember so much, but then it all came flooding back to me. And then of course you can't turn it off because then the kids are like, why, why does the toaster live? Oh my gosh, why would you turn this off in this, such a critical juncture? So, you know, you, it's got to keep going. And then the you played the never ending story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but that one, yeah, my, my son still tells me that, oh yeah, he, Every time he vacuums, he remembers the brave little toaster because the vacuum kind of lost his mental Section? stability Oh, and uh, chewed up his own cord in an attempt to commit suicide. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's like within the first half hour of the movie. <laughs> oh, my. I need to see this. This is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Anyways, then... Wow. So, so back to Moving It Takes on. Two. Yes. Um, but yeah, we, we played for, I don't know, maybe like two, two and a half hours last night or something. And we were mm-hmm. just having a ball. Um, we we went through like like first boss, vacuum boss. Not not too bad. You know, we figured it out. Um, you use suction against it and stuff. And it's really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, second boss was a toolbox. And it kicked our butts for the longest time. And it's not because oh, like no. we were bad at the game. It it was kind of challenging. It was tough. But we mm-hmm. had a lot of fun. And um like once we get into like the, the third section, you deal with squirrels and wasps and I mean, like you're trying to get back to the house and you're little and everyone's like, Oh, we'll we'll help you get over here, but first do something for us. And of course, you know, there's all these crazy things you gotta do and stuff. And I mean if you and have they someone find out who you are yeah no that that's what happened with the the vacuum they found out who you were and it's like oh um but the neat thing about it is so i, I ended up buying it on playstation and um on the playstation because it does require two people and i'm, I'm sure it's the same way with everywhere that you buy it if one person mm-hmm. buys the game another person like on their system can download a free friend version so you're able to play with someone like no matter what, as long as one person owns the game. So like we ended up doing couch co-op, which totally worked. Um, but if we wanted to, like uh, I could have downloaded the friend version on, um, you know, my PS4. And then we could have been, you know, sitting at different places and playing that way just completely for free, which is a really cool way of doing this, considering mm-hmm. you need two people to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is really cool. But yeah, definitely check it out. It's it's a lot of fun. I really was having a blast with her and I'm really looking forward to getting back in and, you know, continuing. Mm-hmm. I personally, I heard a lot of good things about it, uh, except for one review that kind of stuck with me. Oh, really? No fault of the creator zones or anybody else's. They were like, yeah, it was great. And play was great. Don't get me wrong. But it's kind of like sitting in on somebody else's couples therapy. Oh, totally. And I, that. Yeah, and I they were like, I'm not comfortable with that. So if you get secondhand embarrassment or something pretty easy, which is a big problem of mine, it might be a little cringy for you sometimes. I, I'm I'm bad enough so at far, platformers. Yeah, so far it hasn't it it hasn't really been that big of a deal. Like, yeah, it happens. But yeah. I mean, I'm assuming well, I mean, the way the story's gonna go, it's gonna end up one of two ways. And mm-hmm. You know, I could see it honestly going either way. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, but yeah. Yeah. So that's the only thing I'm, I'm just leery about personally, mm-hmm. but no, and, I, I mean, a glowing, a glowing recommendation from a friend is way better than a reviewer who I don't know from Iraq. So true. <laughs> it's true. just one of those things that stuck with me for some reason, you know, did you ever play Firewatch? Nope. Okay. Um, walking simulator. So, you know, the kind of game it is, yeah. um, really interesting game and that was all about basically guy who you know goes to the this fire watch tower and stays there like over the summer to kind of get away from life and things that are going on and Mm -hmm. um issues with his wife and stuff like that and uh his only link to the outside is this woman in another tower on a radio and there's definitely like a which way is this going to go? How is this going to play out thing kind of going between them? And at the beginning of the game, you'd go into it making decisions about what the relationship is actually like and mm-hmm. does like kind of a personality sort of thing. And it it starts off the game giving you certain expectations about things and, um, you know, has story beats based off of how you fill that out at the beginning. It's it's definitely way more in depth in the kind of therapies kind of thing than I've seen. And it takes two so far, but um, when you brought up that review, it, it made me think about that. And that's also a really cool game. It's got a really interesting story behind it. Yeah. Firewatch recommend that. Yeah, totally. I'm going to look that one up too. Oh, I've seen this one yeah. actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there, there, there's a mystery involved and things that are going on, which is really interesting. And like, it's got some tense moments in it and stuff. It, it's pretty good. Recommend it. Awesome. Well, cool. Like I said, a recommendation from a friend is way better to me in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. I just wish I was better at platformers, you know? I, I'm kind of like really bad at them. I understand. And I mean, I can see where that might cause issues but for the most part I, and then again i play a ton of 3d platformers so mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm the best person to, to talk to about it but it, it doesn't seem like it's too complicated mm-hmm. so yeah i just always miss the jumps like i always miss the jumps yeah it, it's not even like they're not that critical and if you die there's like no penalty oh cool okay well, maybe I will check that one yeah. out. I think the only time that we've ever had any sort of, of penalty, and I'm using you know bunny quotes here, mm-hmm. um, is like we were that that second boss battle that I was talking about, where if we both yeah. died at the same time, then it would start to the beginning of that phase of the fight. Mm-hmm. So like even then, it wasn't like a horrible, oh my gosh, we've been doing this for so long, and now we have to start all the way over. You know? Yeah, because then you'll need couples therapy after <laughs> exactly. <it. laughs> okay okay well that's cool well yeah. then um might be looking like, worth looking into all those words try to come out at the same time yeah. i mean if anything check out um you know find youtube there's got to be someone who's played you know on youtube and stuff you can kind of check out and see where the tone of like the therapy is it and so you can tell if it's going to be too much or not um, yeah and and also the, the npcs that are in that game are just crazy funny and like cool I like okay, it. well, cool, Ben. That does sound like fun. Yeah. Like I said, I'm really looking forward to playing more. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow, if I can convince her that. I mean, we still only haven't played the new 
um, story stuff in Sea of Thieves. So there, yeah, we, we've got yeah. a lot to do. <laughs> yes, but you're doing it together, and that's what matters, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Having fun with it, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, so what else? Uh, what, what are you doing? What else? What's, what else is up, as they say? Well, I have been petting dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the dogs. Okay. Well, the dogs don't have cable TV, but the oh, the, they totally do. The undisclosed location I am currently in, and the room where they sleep in has the big TV. Ooh. And yes, it is a very big TV. And uh, okay, so. I don't have cable, like, at all. There's cable TV here. I am watching the trashiest ghost shows, you guys. <laughs> like like ghost, watching... ghost Hunters stuff? No, not Ghost Hunters, because at least Ghost Hunters, they're trying to, I don't know, solve a problem, even though they're ill-equipped for it and don't mm-hmm. actually solve anything. No, I'm watching, is this video proof that the Bigfoot was in Arkansas last summer? Or was it a bear like your husband thinks it was? You decide. I mean, we are talking floating people across the sky. Those UFO videos that hit in the middle of the pandemic were on there. Oh, yeah. Um, It's all two different... Two different Bigfoot segments and two different shows. I saw some really crazy haunting stuff. One of the guys I was already familiar with, he's like the guy over in Poland whose stuff is haunted and was flying across the apartment at him. It was, yeah, yeah, this stuff. Like, his DVD rack, a DVD would pull out and then get thrown in the air. Oh, wow. On on video? On video, Ooh. this guy's he he thought he he might be going crazy, so he just started recording everything he could. He was into a lease and he couldn't get out of it, and so he he had to live there. Oh, that's and, the worst. Uh huh. And so then he moved, and then everything stopped. But uh, you know that, that's usually the answer to those things. You just got to move. You know, as if coming up with a few thousand dollars to move is is just feasible for everybody oh yeah of course mm-hmm, yeah so but yeah so and then i saw this one woman she was so scared during her haunting sure her brain just went you know what and she fainted and, <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be the you know, worst though mm-hmm, chairs were still flying after she was down oh my gosh uh huh. Yeah, but it, it's also stuff that you know. This stuff could totally be manipulated and stuff. You know, that was probably a bear. Who knows what that big <laughs> shadow was? It sure as heck didn't look like a Sasquatch crouching down, like everybody was saying. Ooh. I didn't see that one. But but the thing that kills me about this show, right? The thing mm-hmm. that just kills me. It's like um. It's on a channel that should be better than it is, but oh, it's oh, not the anymore. Channel. Or the yeah. learning channel, one or, one or the other. <laughs> yeah, and so or Discovery has some, and um, mm. I'm watching it, and they were like, "If you have a video you think we'd be interested in seeing, send it to blah 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 at gmail dot com." Guys, the network wouldn't even buy them a website so they could have a legitimate freaking their own 
company emails or anything at, you know, at like monsterhunterquest.com. Nothing like that. It's at gmail.com. So they've got a free Gmail account that you're supposed to email a link to your YouTube video on. And then they'll interview you over Skype for the show. And then experts will talk about how, yeah, this is probably a Yeti. Totally in Arkansas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Yetis are in Arkansas. They 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 mm-hmm. go there. They they migrate for the summer. Well, they're getting angry at us for all of our deforestation, and it's just it's garbage TV. I watched like a marathon of dine drive-ins, diners, and dives. Mm-hmm. This is this is why I don't own cable, guys. This is too much power, and I am wielding it in the most. Immature way possible. <laughs> I'm watching. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have this game over here that we play. We watch the the Ancient Aliens show because it's funny. Aliens. Yes, that guy. He's like, <laughs> this is the thing that made him right. But every time they say ancient astronaut theorists. We all yell woo like there's been a big touchdown. <laughs> you know, it, it's a good thing that your family doesn't really drink a whole lot. Cause, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. You, that would be a murderous drink. You would game, have the tra- like the most trash drinking games there is. Uh-huh. But it's like, this is, could these be signs of advanced alien civilizations? Gracing us with the knowledge of brain surgery in the year 602, as ancient astronaut theorists believe. It's like the first time we heard them say that, we were like, what is that? What is that tile, title? Ancient astronaut theorists. Now, if anybody hears an ancient astronaut theorist, I'm not like trashing you or anything. I'm just like, why is that on TV? <laughs> More like, why is that your title? Like, there, yeah. obviously there could be something way better. Yeah, and then they say things like, even mainstream scientists have picked this up. And I'm like, my son's like, mainstream scientists? I'm like, yeah, you know, scientists. The ones that won't invite these guys to their parties (laughs) because they go around going aliens and are in memes about it. And yes, I did snort about 15 seconds ago because I just find it so funny. Oh, it's absolutely great. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I just man, I It's been hot. My brain's already melted. I might as well just make it like <laughs> just make it official. Extra ice cream. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I turned on this show this afternoon just to watch kill a little time. Uh you know, before I, X and Y events happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally engrossed. Was that a chupacabra? No, it wasn't. It was a weird shadow. What the weird shadow was, I'm not sure. But it wasn't a chupacabra. <laughs> but uh, other times I'm like, ooh, that's neat. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it was a UFO, but it might <laughs> Well, I mean, and, and, and the thing is, is that anything that's unidentified is a UFO. Doesn't matter exactly. what it is. Yeah, because it's unidentified flying object. Mm-hmm. These things are flying. And they're unidentified. And mm-hmm. in theory, they're objects. Yeah, right? Yeah, I just, 
Oh, man. Oh, yeah. They had this big thing, you know. Are they getting us used to alien flyover sightings before they start coming here like like, like we're some sort of tourist spot? I'm like, no, they're not doing that or else there'd be way more of these things and they wouldn't just be over weird lakes and stuff. Yeah, the same places over and over. Well, yeah. I mean, I believe these people saw something. Don't yeah. get me wrong. And I, I, just, I mean, usually they're they're kind of close to military bases with like, you know. Well, not this not in this specific clip. I'm well, it could have been. They could have just conveniently left that out. Yeah. I'll never know. Yeah. I don't remember or where it was. Maybe it's a secret testing site for like like I'm not like conspiracy theory. Like it's a secret testing site. No, there are places that test things secretly. Mm-hmm. It, it's not mm-hmm. some sort of conspiracy. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's like they're. Now, I secret tests are happening all around us. Yeah. Now, I for one do believe in life outside of our solar system, but I'm not one to fall into the ancient aliens that are always observing us and all that stuff kind of things. You know, it's like they tinkered with our DNA so that we'd want gold because gold is rare. And you see, so we use it, they use it to power their <laughs> rocket ships. So they tinkered with human DNA to make us value gold above more. I read a book from the library that said this. It's the history channel on the front. I thought it was going to be fun. And then it got to the chapter about tinkering with our DNA and gold. <laughs> and I, I closed the book and returned it. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, hey, guys, watch uh, like, you know, seasons one through three of DuckTales. <gasps> yes, we just finished it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. That's yeah. all that they're making. If you want to talk about rockets ended. that fly on gold, though. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> we throw it away in the trash, yeah. which is also made of gold. <laughs> <laughs> Ducktails, now that was fun. Woo. Woo. Uh-huh. So, Ben, Ben. Yeah. What next? What do we got lo- what we got locked and loaded next? Oh, well, I think we need to close out the show with the, the incident. You're going to have to narrow it down. I've been involved in a lot of incidents lately, Ben. Well, this one um, had some, let's say, dramatic proportions to it. Ah, so dinner? (laughs) No, not portions. Proportions. Oh. So, I don't know if you know this, Aludra, but Mm -hmm. but we play in a D&D game together. This is news to me. When did this start? No, I know when this started. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we played I just seen how far I could take that one. I, you know, I appreciate the commitment. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we had, I mean, we've been having a lot of fun in that. I, okay. I can't speak for everybody. I've been having a lot of fun with that. In our most recent game, we had something happen that I was so stoked that happened that I was really wanting to happen. And uh, it did, which was great. So, um, so okay. So here's what happened, you guys. Ready, ready, ready. I cast speak with animal on our two new horses. Not exactly what I was going for, but yes, you did do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know it's Chester, uh, and I forget the other one's name, but uh, I don't have my notes up. Yeah, but uh, that did happen, and yes. uh, so. 
I originally modeled Chester after um, uh, Lester the Possum from Goofy Movie. Oh, and then nice, um, the, nice, nice. Throw yeah, up. The other guy was just a horrible German accent. <laughs> you know, thanks to Liam O'Brien, voice actor extraordinaire. Every time there's a German accent, horrible or otherwise, do you know what pops in my head? What? Do you know the story of Zivol, Texas? <laughs> we were watching Fruits Basket, me and my son. <laughs> and and Momiji, the cute little uh, German kid who actually has a German accent in the, the new reboot of the series, comes running up to the main character and is like, Toru, Toru. And he... And Minion 2 is just, do you know the story of Zivol Texas? <laughs> and we, we need to pause the video because of narrative telephone and Liam O'Brien. So thank you. So yes, that is now forever ingrained in my head. Nice. Voltexa. Nice. Uh, yeah, so that's not what the, the horse said, but uh, no. Um, no, but it will be. So the the groups have been making their way through this this very dangerous, very odd foresty place called the Everwilds, mm-hmm. and uh, came across a large tree just hanging out in the road, and uh, you know like you know fallen tree and stuff. So the idea was, well, let's just blow it up with a fireball and uh, burn it down, get past it, and move away. Said our peace-loving, don't kill anybody, I swear, I will be so upset with you forever if you kill somebody, cleric. I mean, he maybe not with bad guys, but, um, so that's not the plan that went with. The plan that they went with uh, resulted in the tree standing up and turning out to be an ant, or a treant, mm-hmm. which was really fun. I had a lot of fun, we talked for a little bit, and then they, the, the, the group kind of went on their way, which... It could have been a potentially deadly encounter because I had yes. another tree end ready to come running in to help. And uh, they have this thing called Awakened oh Tree, gosh. which brings oh, two trees no. up to life. So you could have been fighting six trees, <laughs> which is what was going to happen if you pissed it off. Oh, my gosh. Ben, that's so much. No, we were we were terrified it was another giant ambush, mm-hmm. uh, listeners, uh, because that is exactly what they did the first time, is some giants threw a tree down in the road, and when we stopped to look at it, they attacked us, and mm-hmm. then we were fighting giants and going, oh my gosh, there's giants in the road, help, help, help. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, totally different this time, which was great. I had a lot of fun with it, like tons of fun. Um, so then they continued on and, you know, it's just raining downpours going on and stuff. And uh, our very perceptive cleric was rolling not so great that night and uh, then started hearing thunder when there wasn't any lightning. And then a T-Rex attacked. I was like, why is he making such a big deal about it? That happens all the time over here. Like <laughs> thunder without lightning happens all the time. Oh, yeah. But uh, this time it was more of a, hey, that's not natural kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, so T-Rex attacked, which was great. And <laughs> I absolutely loved everybody goes. And and yeah, and then uh, Eludra, what, what does your bard do? My bard does what any good bard would do. She yells at the, the, the paladin to get the horses out of here because we can't afford to lose anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank you, green dragon of terrible breath. And... Uh, 
Well, it was a T-Rex party, and I wanted to be part of that, so I was. <laughs> and it was so great. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> um, and then so, you know, you spend your turn doing that, and I'm like, oh, this is great. And then a Velociraptor shows up, and I'm like, yeah. And then another Velociraptor shows up, and I'm like, woohoo. And then a third Velociraptor shows up, and then the everyone's like, holy crap, Ben. And then a fourth Velociraptor shows up. I'm like, what? And then a fifth Velociraptor shows up, and they're like, oh my god. And then the sixth Velociraptor shows up, and it was on. At that point, we were begging for mercy, because that's a lot of dinosaurs to be in any one place outside of the Natural History Museum. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it was great. I I think it actually it turned into kind of a fun mm-hmm. fight. The the rest of the guards who were at the caravan got some action um, and some of them very nearly died. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, overall, like it worked out really great. But the thing that matters most, T-Rex party. We had a, a dueling T-Rex T-Rexes. Party. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. My, I basically bit down on that guy and just kept chomping until until he realized it was futile to keep trying to live <laughs> i did i did ask him his name though and he did announce it proudly as phyllis mm-hmm. which cracked me up because that's actually my sister-in-law's name oh right i didn't know that yeah no i know you didn't know that i know it wasn't on purpose but Norm, the female bard, asked the male dinosaur what his name was, and I yeah, got Phyllis. Yeah, because the treant said, say hi to so-and-so for me if you see them. Uh-huh. I'm like, hey, is your name so-and-so? No, it's Phyllis. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. What that do was you great. Do? Yeah. But it, I was laughing so hard because again that's my sister's in-law's uh name and she's a lovely person who would never bite my neck so <laughs> <laughs> well there you go mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i just I, I had a lot of fun like throwing the, the these encounters together for the everwilds has been really fun for me because you know i'm trying out new things and um really trying to to dial in what i need to do for um like difficulty and stuff and like i'm i'm kind of getting there and Mm -hmm. the thing that's hard is the fact that like as you level up it's so much harder to do meaningful combat encounters so yeah like you guys are getting to the point very soon here where it's gonna be like okay i've just gotta just really be very creative about stuff to the point where i'm gonna suck and you guys are gonna hate me but it's gonna make it a challenging encounter (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and that's that's fair. I mean, that's part of leveling up is the power creep aspect of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We are as we get more powerful, we are going to be challenged by more powerful things because that's just what I mean. That's just how we're going to be looking for things that we find mm-hmm. fit in our skill set. And yeah, sometimes it's going to be a close call and a bad scrape, and that's going to be hard and suck. But we'll, we'll do it. We'll make it through because yeah. we are awesome. You guys are very awesome. I got to say, like the, the entire group, very happy with them. She says that with full confidence, but guys, just so you know, I do have a backup character or two squirreled away <laughs> for the inevitable demise of my character, because my character's a bard who thinks she is a barbarian, so... I mean, you kind of grew we'll up see. in that environment. I did, exactly. 
it's just one of those lifelong habits that you don't really think about until somebody points it out and then you're like mm-hmm. huh, that's weird and you move on with your life until later you're like oh wait that's why i'm always that's in trouble what they were saying mm-hmm. and then still oh. don't make any changes <laughs> because how do you change this yeah you, you, you can exactly mm-hmm. and gets it guys ben gets it you know what i really enjoy about D, which is something i'm finding other people are having so hard is um I like creating a character and getting really into, like, that headspace. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've been talking to some other D&D players, and they're like, well, how do you do that? How do you react as as the character would? And I'm like, well, you got to write a backstory. What What's your backstory? And they'll, they'll say something short, simple, or I don't have one. And it's like, this is just a big improv exercise. Yeah. And I know some of you guys are theater geeks, and it's... It's really interesting to see the approach to the game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I just throw myself into it, honestly. I throw myself into it, and I hope I don't cross that line between likable and unlikable. You know what I mean, guys? <laughs> when you're just, when you're being too much for, for everyone. Ugh, I, that is like my greatest fear in the world, uh, I that, swear. It, when we do plus five to hit and I'm on my bard, I am terrified mm-hmm. of that because yeah. the thing is, is with him and, and you want to talk about getting into headspace. Um, I don't have a lot of a backstory for him because he's just starting out his adventures, but mm-hmm. I have, um, you know, the idea of what his life was like before he started, you know, he was a, mm-hmm. essentially a huge pop culture nerd, um, loved stories, um, read you know, tons of adventure novels and stories and stuff like that, which is what is putting him on this path mostly. Mm-hmm. And like uh, my, my, uh, the other people in plus five don't know this, but like he is a Driss Stewart and like mega fan. Like he mm-hmm. thought he might have seen him one night just because someone mm-hmm. was walking around in the green cloak and went after him to see if it was him. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, a shopkeeper, in, yeah, a shopkeeper in town gave him, a, gave my character a billowing cloak, and it just happens to be the same color green. And he's like giddy as oh all heck for that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> freaking out. Yeah. Um, but again, the the rest of the, the the people don't know him. So based on that, I have this 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 thrive to go on adventure and everything. Except, we've been in some bad positions, and he is terrified absolutely terrified of doing this stuff but he puts on this bold face until we actually get into combat and then he's like worried about what he's doing like doing everything he can not to get close to things and like Mm -hmm. a lot of it is really looking at it from their perspective on hey if you were in this situation knowing what you know how would you feel about this and mm-hmm. th- that's one of the easiest ways to kind of get into a headspace so that, you know, you're not overthinking something or you're not just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to attack because, I mean, there's nothing wrong with I'm just going to attack if that's really something that your character would do. Like we have a paladin who is absolutely amazing at combat, but it's worked in so tightly into her actual character and her character growth that like she's all in for the fight, ready to go. Except she's got other stuff like, you know, behind her backing in her so that when she's not in combat, it's still a fledged like a, a fleshed out character. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's really interesting because like once she sat out a fight because it was just too much work, like it was jumping around everywhere. She couldn't get there quickly. She was slower than everybody that day for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think we were in the swamps. Yeah. She went, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Started but just it, cleaning if you her you point armor. her. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like most of the time you point this person at a fight and go, hey, we want this dead. And she's like, oh, that's that's easy. That is the world in its simplest form. Mm-hmm. And I like the world in its simplest form. You want thing dead. I have a big hammer. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, too, is that it's one of the things that I love when you get people who really start to really feel and understand their characters is that mm-hmm. you have a lot of fun, like learning about each other mm-hmm. and interacting and then shaping the story together based on those differences. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it can be really hard. It seems like intimidating. Make a whole person out of whole cloth, mm-hmm. you know, uh, make a backstory for this person out of cloth. And it's like, well, there, there are players handbook things you can do. Mm-hmm. Xanathar's has you. a lot of stuff to fill in that backstory, too. Oh, yeah, man. You can even leave it to dice rolls, which I love. And then you can just find ways to connect A and B. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, they literally have dice rolls for just about everything. Uh, what was your home life, life like? Roll a dice. Oh, look at that. Yeah. You were an orphan. Are your parents How many alive? siblings? Yeah. yeah, are your parents alive? Roll the dice. One is one ran off. I don't know to where. Uh, do you have any siblings? Roll a dice. I actually have three. And then see right there. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're a character. You're let's say you're a rogue or or even a bard because we're talking about bards. So you're a bard. You have oh you can even roll for birth order. So boom, you're the oldest of four. Your parents, <laughs> one's dead, the other ran off. You you immediately set to performing to what? Feed them? And then turned out you liked it. Turned out you liked mm-hmm. it a lot. Mm-hmm. Did you abandon your siblings after that? You could have. Oh, no, that would suck. But hey, girls got to eat, right? And it, Or are you sending money home to them? Yeah, exactly. There's, are they in an orphanage? Yeah, that's one of the really neat things about it in the fact that um, what some people don't really get or understand, too, is that sometimes you learn about your character as you play them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've played a character where I'm like, oh, it's totally going to be like this. And then yeah. the first the first session or two, all of a sudden you you're totally changed into something entirely different. Um, yeah. Like there there was a game that you and I played in a while back where. Um, you know, I was going to be very wary of, of people based off of like the backstory that I had written out. And like, I had this whole idea and then mm-hmm. we, we started playing and all of a sudden everybody has the wary of other people backstory. So I'm like, great. We're changing this right now because we need to play the game. And I yeah, changed it yeah. into the game has to move forward. Yeah. So I changed it into the, the welcome or uh, welcoming open person who's trying to pull people together. Who's like not suspicious at all of things, even though I totally should be in certain things and mm-hmm. stuff. And because of, of just gameplay, it totally changed it into a different character who there's nothing wrong with that either because I enjoyed playing that character. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, even that happened with me with Norm mm-hmm. in the beginning, I, I was, 
you know, if you look at the the original backstory I sent you, it was like, yeah, and she's she's going out. It's she's gonna prove that everybody was wrong, mm-hmm. and then uh, because of uh, X and Y tragedy, and she's gonna come back, and she's going to be like, yeah, I'm here to to make everything better and save you. But then she gets out in the world, and within like three weeks out in, out in the actual world, she went, no, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I refuse. I've been rejected from my home. They didn't want me. Why would I waste my time coming back with? And I mean, she could, after this, I mean, let's be honest, Ben, uh, what she's got in her pockets right now, let alone what she's <laughs> going to get at the end of this trip, she could literally buy and sell where she came from. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing that, instead of going back and buying the goats and doing everything, because like she she refuses to. Like if you try to get her to go there, and I think I have a feeling you might, or or her past might come and get her someday. It's going to be kind of a struggle with her. She will need some serious convincing because. Where she came from rejected her so harshly that instead of, like, she she has a natural need to help people. She wants to help people who are in similar situations, but not back home. Mm-hmm. So instead of instead of going back home and proving everybody that she wasn't, she's better than being thrown away. It's like, nah, you tossed me away. I don't even have my name anymore. I reject you like you rejected me. And you know what? I think I got the better end of that deal. Instead, she looks for kids who are in similar situations as her and helps them. And just even without telling them. To to bring a little more joy and light in the world. But she she refuses now to go back. I'm like, yeah, you know, there's there's probably going to be a point where we got to go over there. And she's like, wow, that's going to really suck for them when they go. <laughs> I'm like, you'd let them walk into that? And she's like, I like them more. Than... She, you know, faffing yeah. around about it. But, geez, man, that'd be a real hard sell. Hey, the people who rejected you and don't want you around anymore need yeah. your help. Meanwhile, like, oh. I live in a house in the yeah, town that was house. gifted to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a hero of the realm, and oh yeah, of course you want my help. I'm hero of the realm, but oh well. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what the future holds, because... It really is, you know, because I, I just... I have a feeling because I sent you a lot. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that, too. I sent you a lot. Yeah, because I, I like writing things down. Yeah. It helps. Oh, no, it totally helps. And, like, I'm always for my players sending things to, to, to like, help world build. And, you know, you have also been very, hey, does this sound right? And I might tweak something if it doesn't really fit mm-hmm. into what my view is or something like that. But I'm all all for that. Like, I don't know if I told you or not, but um, our cleric basically wrote out the whole order of his church and sent it to me. Dang, what? I, I know. I'm like, That's this is great. This is absolutely great. <laughs> and the, the the holiday that we had, I needed huh? a holiday and he had one already written out. And I'm like, there we go. Perfect. Just yeah. pluck and throw it right in there. Because 
yeah, I wanted to have that that festival and stuff like that. I just needed to call mm-hmm. it something. And I saw what he wrote. I'm like, this is perfect for this. And we're going to tweak this here and here to make it fit in with what we need. And I mean, it worked out really well. As traditions change, the further you get away from that God's home. Yes. And boy, are we far <laughs> from that home. <laughs> not, so, yeah. not, not anymore, man. No, no, still not in that country, though. I, I really wonder if you guys not, are going to end yet. up there or not. I don't know. Are we going to end up there? That's a lot of money to just say, no, nah, I think I'm going to go over there and slay another dragon over. <laughs> oh, you never know. I mean, you're you're going to a place where he's not from. I mean, it's just yeah, it's, it's one country away. But like I said, I yeah. don't know where you guys are going to end up. I have an ultimate place for one other thing. But other than that. It's all on you. And that's that's what I really like about being in your game, Ben, is that it's very, well, you made this decision, and while it kind of sucks for me, I'm going to admit I'm unprepared, and we're <laughs> going to call it here. Yeah. You know what? And the thing is, this whole trade summit that I've been talking about and stuff that mm-hmm. I've been going off of, I have changed so many times in my head, so many times yeah. like in paper that I'm like, I'm not satisfied until it's perfect for what I need it to be for. At least, you know, the amount that I need for us to to get in there and play. And yeah. I have some set pieces that I'm really excited about and um, some things that I Watch us that need ferret work. out the one thing, guys. Watch us ferret out the one thing that he's like, you know what? I'll leave it vague. The odds of them coming here are zero. And, <laughs> and, and it just totally not even meaning to. Like, Ben's really great about, you know, not having us feel like we're being railroaded or anything we feel like we have a lot of free reign but well ever you since know, you guys and, started learning how to scry it's definitely okay let's see what's going on in the world right now and i have a lot of fun with that because i have a you know a if not a, a very good idea of what's going on i've got a vague idea of what's going on in, in mm-hmm. certain places so just getting little sneak peeks of other like bits and stuff that's going on is exciting to me because sometimes yeah. I don't even know exactly like like okay the time of day <laughs> what would be going on there and with this and timing wise with this like the last scry spell that we had I how many. it took me like three minutes to figure out exactly what it was because they had to plot out a, a, a path for something to see if the, this group of people had yeah, left yet yeah. And so yeah lots of fun I wonder how many DMs just go nope missed well, <laughs> you can't blame them for doing it either with all of that on their shoulders i'm not i'm not saying this in negative ways it's just like oh dang you're scratching go through try again tomorrow <laughs> yeah and i mean there might be times when that happens but i will play off of the dice for it and that's that's something mm-hmm. that also i i'm proud that i do i don't ever since i learned that fudging rolls in fourth edition actually just turn combat into nothing yeah i'm just like okay we're not doing that anymore i don't fudge any rolls so yeah mm-hmm. yeah anyways this has been our D talk yay D, guys get out there try yeah. something new dual, de- we'll play dual t-rexes dueling t-rexes i might have to like help you paint that one t-rex okay help you paint it look like norm yeah i'm fine with that <laughs> absolutely fine with that the norm t-rex i don't know when i'll have the time to paint anything so yeah perfect yeah I, i've like i've said before i've i've taken up painting and i really enjoy it yeah it's pretty good 
So, you know what? We've been talking for a little while. I think it's about time mm-hmm. to slide down that cardboard pole and uh, th- watch a movie. Woo-hoo! Yeah. So, uh, do that every time you slide down the pole, guys. guys every time- <laughs> See, I go. But anyway. Ben Man. There you go. To the Ben Mobile. Um, so with that being said, hey, everybody, thank you very much for joining us this week on Box Fort. It has been an absolute mm-hmm. pleasure talking with you, Ludra. Um, now, Sam, here's the thing. We're available to, you know, like just reach out and, 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 and chat with us if you want to. Uh, granted, we're both busy at times, so we might not get back to you right away. But the best place to find us is each going to be on Twitter. Uh, my friend Eludra here, you can find her on Twitter. She is at Eludra's Pets. If you're looking for me, I am on Twitter at Ben Bumhofer. That's right. And Ben, Ben does so many other podcasts. Like, well, one Azeroth hiatus table is still on hiatus. <laughs> kind of. We did just put out an episode about, uh, sorry, that was my cat bumping my microphone. Um, we did just put out an episode about patch 9.1. Um, if you mm-hmm. like patch 9.1, don't listen to the episode. See, you've heard it here. Oh my gosh, the words have stopped flowing from my mouth hole. You <laughs> yeah. heard it here first, folks. 9.1, Ben's favorite. But you know what? That's okay. Yeah, it, we we have a very good disclaimer at the beginning that uh, if you want to celebrate 9.1 and you're happy about it, don't listen to the episode. And you know what? It's entirely our own thoughts behind the whole thing in the first place. I just place. saw a cinematic that just made me go, what? And yell at a lot of things, and everybody's looking at me weird because I'm secretly in an internet cafe because I traveled back to the 90s. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, if you are looking to hear uh, other stuff that I do, you can always check out uh, DN Discussions, where I talk a bunch about Dungeons and Dragons, which, hey, we did that here. And uh, mm-hmm. also uh, Plus Five to Hit, which is the uh, gameplay. Uh, podcast that we do right now uh we're taking a quick interlude uh from our rhyme of the frost maiden game and we're doing one of the candlekeep mysteries with different characters a lot of fun check it out uh i know the first episode's out do the, the candles keep the mysteries uh or you'll you have keep to find the out mysteries? that's the mystery oh that's clever oh, very much so yeah you know what i actually do have a podcast slot up and free Oh, I do, because one of my favorites is on hiatus. Oh, well, then I I do recommend plus five to hit because it's a good jumping on point because we're just doing a small little small little interlude. So, guys, if you want to jump on, uh, I'm jumping on, too. So it's the first episode. Yep. Yay. I love that. All right. You can also email us. uh, The show is at. I almost said Battle Pets Show. Wow. Foxfort Show <laughs> at gmail.com. Yes, that is right. The evil producers of this show, the 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 CEOs and CFOs decided not to give us our own secret email address. And so we have to use Gmail just like the Yeti Hunter. Does that make us less legitimate or them more legitimate? It makes them more. Oh, because we've okay. been doing this longer, Look at us. probably. Yeah. Look at us legitimizing this show. And if you have thoughts on Yetis, UFOs, and such, well, I'll listen to that. Sure. Why not? Hey, hit me go. up. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, I think that's everything. So, 
We heart you. And thanks for listening. And until next time, everybody, be good to each other. And goodbye. Ha, 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 ha.